All right, so I have a two-sentence horror story. Okay. Just traditional two sentences, nothing else. No setup, no... <laughs> I, I hit late on me. I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat, buddy. <laughs> I want to push you close to the edge for a few... I'm, I'm just going to describe it a few both, different ch- ways. Both cheeks are hanging off okay. this seat right okay. now. Whoa, hey, do you... Don't fall off. I won't, <laughs> but I'm at the edge. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> All right, two-sentence horror story. So... An unnamed, undescribed apocalypse has left you the last living creature on Earth. You live comfortably in your home with all your normal amenities. One night when you sleep, your motion sensor light goes off outside. Oh, that's pretty good. That's good. I do like that. That's very good. I, no, that's, that's actually very good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I could have said that way better. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to Bookends with Friends. I'm your co-host, Parker Moon. I'm your spooky host, Brett Irvin. I'm Miss Pennyface's cousin, Nickel Nuts, Daniel Phillips. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're a weekly book club podcast. Uh, we're three <laughs> dumb, that dumb idiots talk about books and everything books related. And we also cover one book a month. And this is our book episode. We did it. Um, you did it, if you read along. I made it. Uh, what do we read, guys? Home Before Dark. By Riley Sager. Or? A.K.A. Alan Finn. Or? Todd something. Yeah, he's got three <laughs> nom de plumes. Wait, do we figure out if one of those is his actual real name? Yes, Todd. Todd is his real Todd name. Todd is his real name. Yes. So, so Riley Sager, I feel lied to. I feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. This is, Which is good for a mystery. The, yeah, yeah Riley Sagers, that's a solid that's a solid author name. That is a solid author name. I wonder who I landed on I it. I was about to say, I, I want to know the process behind do you like consult like a marketing firm to say like, hey, give me like a good or do you just go in like a name generator? Or maybe it's like one say, of those things when you're a kid and you're like, I really like this name. I yeah. wish people would call me that. Yeah. And did you, yeah. Did yeah. you have a name as a kid that you wanted people to call you? No, um, but like I'm really glad that my my tastes have changed because I used to think, oh boy, Parker, Oof. Parker, like I used to think names like Chance and Chaz and like those kind of names were like Chaz. the cool kid names. Chaz Moon. And so I'm glad. Listen, I'm not saying anything bad well, about the Chances and the Chazes out there, I mean, but I'm glad that my name my name preference has changed. You used to think that they were the cool names, and it turned out that they were the cool they names. They were. They are so, the cool names. I hey, you were to, wrong. I went to camp with a kid, and his name was Timmy Scotts, and I thought that was a really cool name. Timmy, Timmy Scotts. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad your name changes, or your preferences <laughs> have changed. Scotts. Well. Timothy Scotts. Hey, let's talk about books and not Timmy Scotts. Before we do that, let's talk um, about short stories. Break down the origin of Timmy Scotts. Okay, can we catch up? I want to talk, I want to talk about your lives, not Timmy <laughs> yeah. Scotts' life. I mean, that was a big part of Dan's life. Apparently. <laughs> he thinks about that every night. Oh. Brett, give me your short story, buddy. What's going on? How was your week? It was good. We hung out this weekend, and I, I believe you all are going to discuss a little bit more about that. But um, Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. No way. Um, I guess then it'll never be spoken of. No. Uh-uh. Um, Gross. But I just, you know, we we won't be speaking to you again until November. And once November hits, you know, we're never going to acknowledge Halloween until next October. Uh-huh. 
Um, because that's how it works. Yep. That's the deal that we make. That's the pact we made. <laughs> Long ago, we 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 don't want it to happen again. So yeah. that's why. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, I just wanted to you know wish everyone a happy Halloween and just say like have Aww. fun at all the parties you're doing. Get get some candy. Give out some candy. To some kids in your neighborhood. Have fun with your kids if you have kids. The, uh, we should have called ourselves bookends with friends this episode. Dang it! I know. Miss we missed we missed that one. Missed I out. mean, we Missed still can. Yeah, well, we're, we're probably going to do that. Happy <laughs> Halloween from your bookends with friends. That was very sweet. Bro. Actually, yeah, we're yeah, good idea. Thank you. But yeah, so I just wanted to, you know, you the moons, their annual Christmas or Christmas party, annual <laughs> Halloween party is coming up, so we're all going to have a great time. Yeah, you'll see pictures of that. Uh, we'll post on all of the social media of yeah. of our costumes of the bookends, the bookends with friends yeah. costume. Yeah. So just uh, have fun out there. Be safe and enjoy. Enjoy Halloween. Nice. That was so sweet. Very I love sweet. you. And I love that you just addressed the audience in such a, in just such a kind way to start out this podcast. We should do that more. <laughs> you know, we'll workshop. Hey, what are you reading? Wave Kings. And I just picked up the subtle art of... Did I already say this? You not did last time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that not, Last well. time you actually said not giving an F, but this is the Halloween episode, so I think you're going a little spooky. Oh, yeah. Here. This is yeah, this is the spooky app. This is no, not kid-friendly. Earmuffs. Not kid-friendly. Not kid-friendly. I should have said this before I said it, but earmuffs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start with what I'm reading because okay. I read a lot this week. Good. That's um, good for a, a book club. I podcast. did. I read a good bit. I'm glad one of us is doing that. So I finished Ariadne, nice. which is a Greek retelling of the Minotaur of Minos and mm-hmm. Ariadne. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it was all right. <laughs> it was kind of slow. I don't know if I'd recommend it, but okay. I like Greek mythology. So yeah. if you like Greek mythology, you'll probably like it. And then I read Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, finally finished that. And my God, it was so good. Um, you can follow me on Goodreads to look yeah. at my drunk review of Neverwhere yeah. because I had too many drinks when I finished that book. And <laughs> uh. it might be a little insulting. <laughs> no, but, check it out, everyone. <laughs> it was Neil, really Neil, good. Neil, check it out. Yeah, Neil, check it out. Uh, no, Neverwhere was great. It was very funny. And then I started Stardust. By Neil Gaiman oh, to nice. finish it before Parker you does. You son of a gun! <laughs> I'm I'm a race well, against time. Well, he's gonna beat me because I I'm reading three books currently. You're and... reading the the comic book one I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one looks cool. The what? I'll get into it. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, let yeah. me finish. Uh, so I'm reading Stardust as well by Neil Gaiman. I'm on a Neil Gaiman kick because all of his new paperback uh, editions, paperback editions so are coming out. Yeah. They're really pretty. So I bought a bunch of those, and then my week. Didn't really do a whole lot, kind of just read a lot, but uh, Nicole and I started Ted Lasso, mm. and my God, where has the show been all my life? Because it's so good. I didn't realize what kind of show it was. I thought it was like a raunchy comedy, and I'm not a fan, really mm. big fan of like raunchy comedies. Like I thought it was like a Reno type of show, uh, okay, just based on like the short shorts and Ted Lasso's mustache. <laughs> but it's just so wholesome and like oh, yeah. Nicole and I have loved it. It's so good. Laughed and, so, and cried. Yeah, la- I've like teared up multiple times. Um we're watching season two right now. But yeah. Man. And then yeah, stuff. that's kind of that's all we did this week. We watched a lot of Ted Lasso. That's all you need to do. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Reading and watching is. Ted Lasso, that's yeah. all you need. So passing it over to you. Oh, thanks, pal. Um I'll take I'll take the He's holding the torch the yeah. ball. Yeah, we, we pass around a stick for yeah. whoever's time it is to talk. Well, I'll, I like I like to switch it up. I'm gonna do reading first. So uh, Wait, as you, that doesn't compute. <laughs> Sorry, we just broke Brett. <laughs> Someone fixed the Brett Brett bot. Uh, yeah. So as uh, Dan kind of alluded to, I'm reading a book called Verona Comics, which I think is a play on Romeo and Juliet. It's a rom com. 
Uh, but it's it it's like a I mean I'm I'm very early into it I haven't even met the the guy yet so I'm super I like I've read like 15 pages. Is it um, Romeo? No, it's oh, okay. it's just about like uh, a girl. It, the back or the the synopsis that I've read is it's like two competing comic book shops. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, lover, I like that. you know, Stark, or you yeah. know, so like enemies to lovers, which I'm I'm all about, and it's already had like. A Hulkbuster reference, a Shuri reference, <laughs> like multiple comic things. And I'm like, oh, this is right up my alley. Nice. A big fan. I am also reading uh, <laughs> Neil Gaiman's Stardust, uh, oh. which I which I read a little bit of that. And then Dan told me, I'm going to read it faster than you, to which I said, you will. And so I stopped <laughs> reading that for now um, because I don't want to race Dan. Why, gonna... why lose? No, why read when you're going to lose? Why? I don't know. <laughs> why say well, what word? I'm also kind of a mood reader, and I feel like I started that book, and yeah. um, I just, like, I, I wasn't feeling it. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to love it. I know I will, but I wasn't feeling it, so I put it down, started reading Verona Comics, and then the other book I'm reading, uh, to no surprise, I'm still uh, not being very good about staying away from fantasy, oh, and yeah. I'm reading The First Mistborn and already loving it nice. so much. My God, Brandon Sanderson... Has just got a full on grip, like throttle around <laughs> my brain right now, and uh, it's he's not letting loose. So, yeah, it's great. Um, and then my short story, uh, short and sweet. Uh, Jack- you already did that because you did your books already. No, <laughs> Brett, you got it. We, we, right? we flipped it. Um, what? Okay, sorry. Just go. Yeah, we broke. <laughs> I'll our figure bet. it out. We broke our bet. And uh, party pack eight. For anyone who doesn't know, Jackbox Games, there it's it's like a uh, computer game or or Switch or any any of your uh, video game uh, platform. Anywhere you of buy choice. video games, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, but you play they're they're like phone games. It's like party games. So we had some people over uh, this weekend and strangers, just <laughs> strangers, no uh, <laughs> friends, and we played um, Jackbox Games, the new games. They're very fun. We had. Time. A lot of laughs. Uh, I highly recommend it if you need something within your bubble, within your COVID bubble, you know, just a small group of friends to get together and sit on the couch and play party games. It, you can't beat that experience. You can also do it over like Zoom and stuff like that too. You'd so. be surprised at how bad Parker is at trivia. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. There was a trivia game and you need 20,000 20, points to win. I almost won. I yeah. had 19,000, like 400 points. No, you were, you had, you were, you had 19,940. You were 57 points <laughs> Yeah, I was points 57 away. points away from winning. And then my points got flipped <laughs> and switched to Dan's and he had like 600 points. <laughs> and that was, uh, oh, some, it's wonderful. Yeah, some karma. Um, let's talk about books. Let's talk about books. Or let's, a book. Let's talk by, about a by Todd book. Ritter. No, Riley Sager. Okay. Alan, Alan Finn. Finn. <laughs> oh, man. We're okay. never going to get this right. Home Before Dark, would you... Who wants to do a synopsis? I'll take a crack at it. Okay, so this is a this is a Parker synopsis. I'm going to nail it. This is going to be one take. Uh, the book is about the Holt family. Take 12. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, okay, go sorry. Ahead. You're right. I, me- I messed up 11 times. Uh, the the book follows the Holt family, namely Maggie Holt and Ewan Holt. It's shifting shifting perspectives from like each chapter from uh, Ewan's perspective and Maggie's perspective. Uh, Ewan being the dad, Maggie being the daughter, and it's about their time at Bainberry Hall, uh, which is a haunted house. And the family, the the Holt family, fled in the night. Um, after staying there for, for what, 20 like days. 20 days. And uh, Maggie has no memory of it, but her dad wrote a book. She felt like it was very exploitative. She doesn't believe that any of it was real. And uh, his, his, as his like dying 
you know, breath, he essentially like gives her the the keys to the the hall. He hasn't sold it. They still have the house, and she goes to renovate the house and to uncover the mystery of what really happened at Bainbury Hall to figure out if it was actually haunted or to figure out if her dad was lying to her to make money. That is it, right? Good synopsis. That's a great synopsis. Great synopsis. Fantastic book, Love guys. It. I am so, so ha- good. So happy with our pick. Yeah. So good. Um uh everything else from here on will be spoilers, full spoilers ahead. Yes. So if you have not read and you are planning on reading this book, uh, uh don't listen to the rest turn, of the Turn us off. Because it's and it's honestly so good. It's such a good mystery. It's worth and a read. We don't want to spoil it for yeah, you. Go read it. It's really worth it. Everything read. else now, full spoilers. Yeah. So I have something to say. This is spoilers now. Okay. Knowing what we know about how it ended, uh-huh. I want to discuss the book as if we were reading it not knowing the ending. Yes. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I like that. I like that plan. Because my, my entire theory that I texted was completely based on, like, not knowing, the, obviously not knowing the ending. Right. And then when I got to the ending, I was like, well, it's useless now. <laughs> right. Um, so, I I mean, I loved it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It was a really, really good book. I did not expect to like it as much as I did, but my God, it is, it hooks you so good. I mean, that, the, the one, the one point I wanted to make early on and, and the, the way I knew it was good is it is genius writing as far as how the, the stories overlap each chapter from, from Ewan's perspective and Maggie's perspective. Mm-hmm. And this this horror story, it, it unfolds little bit, like layer by layer. And at the end of each chapter is another hook. And you're like, okay, now I want, like, either I want to go back in time to see what this means for, like, right. for the haunted house and their experience. Or I want to go forward in time to see, like, what's going on in the house now. And is right. Maggie being haunted? And, oh, my God, I, I would read 50 to 60 pages at a time and, like, not even realize it. I stayed up way too late reading this book <laughs> yeah. because I didn't realize how much I was reading in one sitting. Oh, boy. I, I think a big hook for me is most of the early chapters, Maggie talks about, this isn't real. Yes. I don't remember any of this. Yes. And it's very much like, what happened to this child right. what was so in dramatic. this home that she can't remember these like, very vivid experience supernatural events and so that was the hook and then like i mean the reviews i saw a lot of people don't like the ending mm. and i thought mm. like i loved the yeah ending. The ending ending was, we'll Perfect. discuss we'll discuss that yeah, a lot yeah. because i wanted to talk to you all about that specifically. Um, and so that was the big hook for me is like hey you kind of had a messed up childhood based uh-huh. on your father's book like the events in the book <laughs> why are you okay yeah and so that was i, I loved that a lot yeah yeah, I think just for a quick reference point, um, and I'm pretty sure Maddie mentioned it first, that if you've ever seen A Haunting at Hill House, yeah, the Mike Flanagan show on Netflix, it's like, if you love that show, you, you will, will like fall in love with this book because it is so, so similar. Like, not in like a, I'm not saying like he like Copy. stole, copied it, but like, and I think that's where the the um, the part about it, like we we were talking about the other day, like the how the the endings of the two things differ. Yeah. But yeah, that, as far as the mystery goes, there's a lot of overlap and similarities, but right. the story is fresh and great and unique. And it's, yeah, yeah. But it, I just thought, like, yeah, if you if you love that, then like another reason to, I guess, no one at this point is listening who hasn't read it yet. So oh, maybe yeah, full spoiler. But still. If also, if you love this book, go check out that show. Yeah, so check out Hill, Haunting thing. at Hill House. Man, Mr. 
Shadow and Miss Pennyface kept me up at night. Yeah, I so um, a fan. I did want to ask: Did did either of y'all have full blown nightmares while reading? No, because I've said multiple times I stopped reading at night. Yeah. Uh, but when I first started reading it, it wasn't the nightmare, but it was one of those things where I like I was reading it in bed and like got tired, put the book down. And then I just laid there with my eyes open, like listening to the oh, house God. noises, oh, no. like the ice machine dropping ice and like Aubrey shifting in her bed. You Aubrey's were waiting my dog. for a record player to play. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for the sound of music to blast in my house. Um, so 16 going on. God, that's, oh, that's yeah. spooked oh, chills. me. That spooked me a lot. God, that I can't wait night. to do that to one of you. Oh my God. Please, God no. <laughs> I will never own an armoire because of this book. Not that I was planning on God. buying any armoires any, anytime well, I have soon. to get rid of my armoire. Yeah, I get rid of your armor stat. Um, But no, I I stopped reading at night because I get I get spooked easily. But yeah, that one night was rough. I had a I had a full blown. Did I tell y'all that I had a full blown nightmare about this? You did. That was recent, like last week. Yeah. So so it was it was near the end of this book, and it's weird because like I feel like having a good nightmare in October, getting like prepared for Halloween. I was actually like kind of I was kind of chill with it. Like of course when I woke up that night, not so chill with it. But now I'm like, yeah, that felt good. Um, but I, I had a nightmare that Maddie and I were back at my original, like my Georgia home growing up, like as it, where I, we grew up as a kid yeah. and we were staying in my room and I, and she was like, babe, I'm like ghost sensitive and there's a demon in your bathroom. And I was like freaked out. The and basement we were, bathroom? Which bathroom? No, no, no. Like the upstairs oh, bathroom. Yeah. And we were like, and, and it was just like, it was very like dream logic. So like scenes were jumping right, around and right. stuff. But then I remember us being in the downstairs of the house and we were like trying to find my family to tell oh, them God. and we couldn't find anyone. And that like, it was Did a you hear footsteps coming down the stairs. No, I mean, I don't, I don't even remember how the nightmare progressed, yeah. but it was such a good spooky nightmare. Yeah. And it, it absolutely was because of this book, uh, which I, I, <laughs> I did wake up Maddie and she was like, Okay, babe, you can't you can't read anymore at night. She's like, you gotta cut that out. Cause like, did you you like did you like wake up? Did you, have, did you like wake up like yelling or anything? Like, no, did no, that no, wake not you like up? night terrors. Not, not like a night terror, but you know that. I woke up in the middle of the night, and anytime I have a bad dream, I I just like typically cuddle up really close to yeah. Maddie, and then she like half like asleep groggily like pushes me off, <laughs> and I told her in the middle of the night about my nightmare, and she did not remember it at all the next day. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, it was great. It was fine. Nice. Do you have any favorite moments from the book? Ooh, probably the 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 bells were probably oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. So I just it's the moment where you're like, okay, just like sit there. Like he finally, I was really happy when he was like, I'm just gonna sit here until we talk. Because a lot yeah. of the time they like try and figure stuff out, and you're yeah. just like, you found this way to communicate. Right. Sit on the ground and wait, like communicate via bells. Like again, this is before the ending, but at that point, I was like, okay, here we go. Like, this is going to be good. And there's so much stress with, like, is this actually... Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, Curtis... I don't know if we said Carver. it. Curtis yeah. Carver was the previous... Before Ewan and his family were the previous owners. Curtis and Martha Carver. And the story is that Curtis... Killed his daughter. Killed his daughter in her sleep and then and killed then himself. Yeah. And so, he's... You think throughout 80 to 90% of, maybe like 80% of the book that yeah. he is the bad entity he is Mr. in the Shadow. house. Yeah. Right. And it turns out like after the spell stuff, he's obviously not. And he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, Hey, I was telling you to be careful this whole time. Much like, please be careful. Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. Yeah. They did the old rope. <laughs> they, they, yeah. You think it, they flipped what the, it. the monsters were warning you the whole yeah. time. Great. 
Great Which is reference. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything really goes back to Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. Yeah, I don't want to live. Yeah. The, one of my favorite moments in the book, and it was my favorite because it was super stressful, mm-hmm. I hated the snakes in the ceiling. Oh, my God. Chapter. That was so good. Yeah. The one, one where he fa- the, when he initially finds it in his coffee, yeah. it's like, oh. No, and thanks. they just keep dropping. You're like, what the hell's going no, on? No thanks. So the so the just like writing wise, I think this is what really captivated me, and what I think was my favorite part. And they did it multiple times. So throughout uh, Ewan Holt's recounting of the mm-hmm. the Bainberry experience and those twenty days, there's so much truth. Yeah, interlaid in the story. And so as a, a as the reader, as you're going through this journey, reading, the, you're like this place is fucking haunted and then every <laughs> yeah. time maggie almost comes to that same realization she finds a small lie she finds a subtle yep. thing that yep. throws her off and so that you know it, it's it's really good writing because you're experiencing it the same way that maggie is yeah. where you're like i believe like i'm starting to believe this place is a haunted house and then you're like oh no here's an it's inconsistency an with untrustworthy narrator right yeah. it, it, it's that untrustworthy untrustworthy narrator and and you're like wait so is you and lying and and it does this whole thing where you're like is he is he evil was he bad right. and and asks all those good questions yeah. of like it, it, where you're in the same exact way as Maggie you just want to know truth into the point where you're like I, I like I want to know if it's haunted like stay in the haunted right. house but don't stay in the haunted house what are you doing it also it also makes you pick sides because at a certain point I was like you know when Maggie's like the book is bullshit the book is bullshit and then especially like for instance when she finds. The graveyard, and yeah. it turns out it's just an animal graveyard. Yep. You're like, you're like, but wait, like, and she's like, okay, it was bullshit. He was lying. There's no humans buried here. And then it's like at every point you're like, oh, but like, wait, it's like you said untrustworthy narrator, but like yeah. you're almost like, wait, you choose sides almost, and you're like, wait, but Maggie, don't don't lose hope. Like right. maybe he's telling the truth. Like don't like every time one of those happened while I was reading it, animal graveyard being a pretty early one yeah. in the book, I was like, she missed. The human grave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like, something here that's happening. Like you, you did this incorrectly. Well, and it also does this really good thing of where, like, you, you almost uh, at 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 the beginning of the book, you think that Maggie's pessimism towards what the book did to her life is mm-hmm. blinding her to these obvious yeah. facts. Right. And so you're like, no, Maggie, you need to wake up. But then as she slowly uncovers more and more, and the real, the real hitch, the real twist is when they find Petra's. Uh, remains yeah, in the yeah. house and you're like holy oh, shit, shit Maggie was right and Ewan is full yeah. of shit and he <laughs> he killed this girl and so you're, you it, it like really does a good flip halfway through yeah. where you're like no Ewan or Ewan's a, a liar and now and then it becomes almost like a murder mystery novel mm-hmm. and then and then you're like wait a minute but there's then there's inconsistencies or or there's too many consistencies with mm-hmm. his story. God, it's good. It takes you on that journey so well. I will say, I, I do have a critique. Uh-huh. And that is, I did not like Dane as a character that much. Yeah, I feel like yeah, he was Dane like, sucked. not even like that, but I feel like he was like one too many red herrings for the book. Oh, uh, okay. Because they like... Like two, they're, yeah, yeah, That was like I a twist you. at the end. With, it was a it twist just, in the middle of the big twist. Exactly. And then it just kind of like went back on itself really quickly. Okay. Yeah. And so... I, I get that. I thought it was good. I thought it was good for suspense. I think Dane had a very unfortunate experience <laughs> with the whole time. I'm like, this guy, like, he really, one, he did not do himself any justice. No. <laughs> He's an idiot. Like, <laughs> but also, like, so my guy, my guy Dane, 
let, let, let's break this down from his perspective. Yeah, if, yeah. We had, if we had a third perspective in this story, yeah. all he does is help take care of this house for years mm-hmm. with, with Ewan. And he's yes. fixing this old shitty house and just trying to get by. He had one bad, you know, mistake in his childhood yeah. that sent him to prison. He's he's a decent human. No one's, trying to, no one's yeah, no one's faulting him for his past. Year. Right. He's like, trying to he's trying to recover from that. He, full restart. He had a chance right. to start. Right. This over. pretty girl moves back to the house. It's it's Maggie Holt. He's helping her clean it up. He's like, "Hey, we're getting along." She's also putting out some signals. Maybe I'll do a little bit of flirting. There's back and forth. And he's also very respectful during yep. that whole time. Yep. He is. And then and then it that that twist, that last red herring you're talking about where you're like oh shit maybe Dame's the murderer and then he's not but he gets framed and almost goes to jail I'm like this dude like fully got screwed he, over he's an idiot though and he didn't he it's not it's not like he was innocent in the the frame yeah. he, no one framed him he framed himself he by yeah. being a moron yeah. Yeah. and it's like it's like no again like I liked Dane up until that point yeah even when in their argument you see, at that point, you're like, Maggie's going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so they're just like, you know, like letting loose energy against each other. Yeah. And it's like, even even right at the end, Dane's like, hey, like, do you need to ride back? Like, yeah. you can tell. And you're like, okay. But then the moment when he's like, he starts becoming aggressive towards someone he's known for like three days and is a complete stranger, basically. Well, like, yeah. you don't do that to yeah. somebody. Like, that's not how you show and, your and innocence. I will say his motivation of like, I don't want to go back to prison. And so he starts chasing her through the house. You don't that's do that. That's not exactly a great way to that's, not go back to prison, That's exactly guy. how you go back to prison. <laughs> right. Like, he's a he's dummy. Like, I'm innocent. No one's going to believe me. So I'm going to chase you through this house right now <laughs> right. to prove yeah. my innocence. It's like, hey, wait, no, stop. I didn't do anything wrong. Or just oh, you're leave. running. Or just okay, leave. I'm going to chase after right. you now. <laughs> It's just like, no, yeah. that's not – he could say, like, he was just going to catch her to, like, stop and be like, hey, stop, please listen. Right, calm down. But also, like, that's that's not how you do that. Like, you got to find a better way to do this <laughs> right. guy. Be better with people, Dane. He literally surprised her yeah. in the attic, in the room, and, like, blocked her from leaving. It's like, that's really, really bad, I'm, guy. I'm glad there wasn't a romance plot. I'm Like, yeah. in the sense that they didn't, like, make up and kiss at the right, end. Right, right, right. Like, he, he was just, like, he just, like, closed the door. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. But that's all that was needed, too. Because, yeah, like, the story exactly. was about Maggie finding closure right. with her with her trauma and uncovering the mystery of the yeah. Baneberry Hall. So, like, I, I really liked that they didn't try to push that envelope at the end. Yeah, but right. I will agree that it, it was kind of it was it was interesting. I think I think it was there. He was trying to close that loop of Dane because mm. Dane was just like a, a like he he didn't really want maybe not want a Dane to be like the knight in shining ar- shining yeah. armor that showed up to like save her. So he's like, okay, I have to like end this this like side plot somehow right, right. and it's just like a red herring way to do it within the major but i also i also really like that um the book felt like it was leaning on some haunted house tropes right yeah you have the oh it's great you have yeah. the, yeah. the <laughs> literally it's so good and and that kind of stuff i feel like really what like dane felt necessary in that regard of like he, yeah. he was another red herring, mm-hmm. but they, they, it was clever and it also wasn't like too, it right. didn't, it didn't distract too much right. from the end right. result or the main story or anything. So I thought yeah. that was fine. It just, it, it left because the more, the more those characters are introduced or around in right. the story, the more suspicion yeah. that you're going to be like, okay, this person's, int- you know, he's, he's around a lot. He's in the plot a lot. So something's going on. Right. Uh, so it was believable enough. I mean, when he when he started, I was like, oh, maybe he maybe this is it. And then they, of course, flip it on their head. So 
I liked when this is moving on from the Dane. So sure. if anybody, no, 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 no that's Dane closing thoughts. thoughts on Dane. We really didn't even need to spend that much yeah. time on Dane. Um, I liked the. I always love the moments in stories where the kids go from, and I've mentioned this before in the past. The kids go from the untrustworthy child mm-hmm. to the parents seeing something happen. Yeah, obviously, like. You and heard noises and stuff, but they kept, which also you're like, after a while, you're like, stop blaming it right. on each Cla- other. You're like, <laughs> it, it's classic horror yeah, exactly. movie book where it's like, you, it's not what the rats you, in what, the walls. Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about, It's not like guy? them every morning saying, hey, why'd you turn on that music again? And it's I mean, like, the, you idiot, I didn't turn on the music. The amount of times Ewan was like, oh, there's just someone in the house. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Hey, buddy. Uh, get out of here, pal. That's a problem. Well, yeah. too. <laughs> so so Maggie, and, Maggie and Ewan both drastically underappreciate the uh, real uh, uh, danger of just normal people <laughs> being in, breaking in, in their house. house. Right. They're like, those rascals, those, those rascals again, those, those ghouls. ghouls. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like, if it's just a person breaking in your house, they could still still not good. Kill you, <laughs> right? What are you talking about? They like Especially they're like oh, I'll just stay here again at night. Like, if they're you- going, it's even scarier if they're going through the effort to turn on music and <laughs> right. haunt you. Right. That's not. That sounds like, like that's some like killer shit. Yeah, that sounds like a serial killer who's playing yeah. toying with you Speaking before he kills you. Toying with you, he is kind of a jerk. Hannah's I a know. bitch. I okay. Her sister died, but also that wasn't also that wasn't Maggie's. Hannah's like, kind of to, a jerk. to Hannah. That wasn't Maggie's fault at all. Right. It, obviously, she was. There's extenuating circumstances with her like mom her, yeah. and stuff, and it's just like an empty place. And <laughs> there's feelings of she feels like she deserves something from there because yeah. she believes you and did it. So yeah. it's like, but yeah, so like, but she is. So she, there are issues with Hannah. The, like, the reveal, I, and I, I'm I'm kidding. I have, don't have a problem with Hannah's character. I think the the reveal of her being the one to re like uh, like mimic the story, yeah, right? Mimic Ewan's book, yeah. rehaunt, super scary, sneaking in and, and doing all that stuff to sensationalize the story, yeah. to sell stuff yeah. to make money for her right. dying mom. Yeah. I thought that was actually very clever. But I did think, man, she must be a master, like stealth, like, <laughs> like, like sleuth. Yeah, well, just like she to sneak by her in the, the ability, <laughs> right? Like the ability to like like sneak around and do that stuff and never get caught. Because there was so many times where Maggie, like, it wasn't like Maggie was like full on like oblivious. She'd like, she be was, awake in the house, right? She was paranoid. She would hear the music and just imagine like. So her sneaking out of frame as soon as Maggie comes right. into frame. It's, it's kind more of thing. impressive to me that that she was that Hannah was able to do all that stuff and yeah. get away want, with it. I want a book too from Hannah's perspective. I, I really <laughs> like that she made the Scooby Doo joke where she. Yeah. Said, I would have gotten away with it if her being meddling so kids. Great. Oh boy! But yeah, sorry. Briefly going back to my the adult thing. So that was one of my favorite moments was. Especially the the scene when the taps started coming down the hallway yeah. and they're just standing there in the room like. Uh, and then, like, it goes by their room, and they're like, what is going on? Yeah. So let's talk about the ending of the book. Let's do it. We've read the ending now. Uh Uh-huh. We know what's up. Yeah. What'd you think of it? It was super good. I'm a a big fan. What I imagine, and I I didn't read into any of the controversy, so I want to spitball it at you. Yeah. The controversy? Well, he said that a lot of people didn't like that. It's not a super high-rated book compared to other books. Interesting. 
So what I so what I would say is I bet people who really wanted there, there to, to be, be more of a supernatural element a haunted conclusion. Right. So the because obviously the big the big twist, the big reveal is that it was Hannah, like we had mentioned, in was the, in, mo- in current times. It was Hannah sneaking through the armoire, doing everything, not not doing everything, because then oh. also Martha yeah. Carver, who is the yeah. actual Mrs. Pennyface, Pennyface. Who, terrifying name by the because way, because of the death of her daughter, so, would so would loom over and Maggie's bed at night, yeah. and so the moonlight shined on her. Right, and, and then she she also was the one who killed Petra. Yeah, and and because she was caught doing her creepy looming. Yeah, yeah. and and, <laughs> and uh, I mean she she was. Hey, shout out Petra by the way for being like. The true hero for defending Maggie. Top tier situation. Oh, top tier. See a sixteen-year-old finding that and being like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, super cool. Petra's a great character. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Continue. No, but so I mean, uh, I think just that being said, like, because there there was a part of me that did, uh, you know, go back and forth a little bit because the 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 reveal at the end, right? So it, it was revealed that the the parents made up the book. Maggie was right. The reason they did so was they thought Maggie had killed Petra right. as an accident, pushed her down the stairs when she was a child. Right. And Petra's death then was covered up by her parents. So I think her parents did a very immoral thing, yes, but a, a, a great act of love to try to protect Maggie, which that's questionable. That could be debated right. like, for sure. a century. Which, which yeah. That isn't my problem, but I, I do get that feeling of like when you're really excited about something like supernatural yeah. And then to be like, oh, but there was an explanation. Mm-hmm. There was a human explanation. I thought was, you know, some pe- in my mind that could right. be where people right. had a problem. That's exactly is it. it? So, yeah. Okay. So I I love the ending, knowing everything in hindsight. Yeah. It fits together really well. Yes. Uh, like yeah. Martha Carver was kind of sketched throughout the book. Yeah, she yeah. was. And so I still have hindsight, I still have thoughts on her, and <laughs> yeah, I'm sure exactly. plenty of people do. So a lot of people's issues were. What kind of like lazy ending yeah. is that? That yeah, and oh, no way. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I think it's pieced together really yeah. well. Everybody's a well. critic. Hey, listen so, here. This book kicks ass. I would <laughs> not take. Yeah. This is the way that I look at it. If you have an issue with that, think of it as Riley Sager wrote an incredible haunted house story within his book right yeah like true. that the story that ewan wrote was you, super good book like of it, it, had, right. it, had, it yeah. had everybody on edge so just think about it, like just think that he wrote two really good books within each other and then yeah. the ending still i loved how it it leaves it up to you right. to, de- to decide whether did she see petra because there still petra could be push some supernatural yeah. aspect to yeah. it because also the bear disappearing again and like moving yeah. like yeah. There still could be, and I like to think that there was, and she said she saw for a split second yeah. Petra. So you're like, that leaves right. it open. Well, right. so, and I, th- I think what you said, cannot, that Brett, you nailed it yep. right on the head with like, the, the thing is, even though it's an unreliable narrator and that like you find out right. that you were like, lied to, the book itself, the story itself is very good. Like it's, it's, the, yeah, it's, it's fleshed so out. Like I would read House of Horrors <laughs> right, yeah. if it was its own book. Yeah. And Riley? Hey, Riley, Todd, write it. Todd, give, give us the, give us that book, Alan. Um, but the, I, I really also like the ending because you, you get, you get a horror, you get a horror story, yeah. you get a murder mystery story. It's best both worlds, And then baby. I really, it's best both worlds. And then I really like that 
you as the, the the audience are left with the question of, do you believe in the supernatural exactly. or not? That's and, the perfect. And, and the way that Maggie, she was like, I don't know. Like, did I see a ghost? Was mm-hmm. that me hallucinating? Yeah. Know? And I like that it wasn't firmly like, this is like. Exactly. It, which I'm, it could be unsatisfying to some folks, I guess. But like, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Which, which great. also leads me to the question, Brett and Daniel, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Oh man! And I support it's, the. I that's why I loved the that like we were just saying the ending. I was like I was like hell yeah, Petra was there. Petra pushed oh, yeah. Penny face down those stairs. But I'm talking, do you believe in, in real life ghosts? Um, to an extent, right now in my experiences in life, mm-hmm. I have no reason to believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen, where I. You found okay. out that like ghosts that. were real. I like that. I wouldn't be surprised. If uh, something, right something now, happened to you, you wouldn't be like, there's no way that was a ghost. You'd be like, that could be a ghost. People have experiences yeah. with it. Right. Nothing in my life has like led that. me to believe yeah. in ghosts. If something were to happen, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. that they're real. I like that. Because yeah. yeah, I also have not had any supernatural experiences. Yeah. But again, yeah, I... I <laughs> It, I won't sure be surprised if there yeah, exactly. There's a lot of weird stuff, yeah, I, weird stuff in the world. I love yeah. how open your mind is. I mean, I, I kind great. of, I kind of agree. Uh, Maddie has had some horrifying stories. Horrifying stories. <laughs> so right, sure. she, she, yeah. she's had Time. you know experiences to where I'm like, I, you know, and I obviously trust my wife, so I'm like. Yeah, I can, I can, I can vibe with that. I can see, but I, I agree. The record player was playing. The thing 16, is, going in 17. the thing <laughs> is, I don't, I also know I don't want to believe because yeah, I'm that, a big scared, big, big scared You don't want to attract their attention. <laughs> right. No, honestly, that's, that's exactly what it is, right? You guys don't exist. Do your thing. I'm going to pretend like you're not real. Well, it's like, it's that, it's that thing with like hypnotism, right? Where it's like, yeah. if you, if you're susceptible or if you, yeah. if you let your mind be open right. and you're susceptible, right, right. I'm like, I'm going to keep a closed mind because i know that they're real and yeah. i don't want them to haunt me yeah. that's it you yeah. know so I like that it's almost like i fully believe but yeah. i i refuse to believe so that i'm not haunted right i would like to pause on my own moral question you kind no. of already mentioned it of like what would you do in the situation if you got home and you thought your baby daughter that you loved mm. More than anything in yes. the world, you thought she had pushed a girl down the stairs and she died. Let's discuss. I, like, let's discuss the moral, the the, the moral dilemma that the, you the parents I face. I think Jess and Ewan are both in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if I came home to a dead sixteen-year-old mm-hmm. in my house, the last thing I would do would be hide her, right, and then leave. Yeah. But put uh, so I'm I'm just being devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying like. Okay, but wait. Uh, um, right. So, like, in that situation, like they said, no one knows she's there. I like would your, say... Like, you're in a secluded house where no one's ever going to, like, look kind of thing. Right. My probably... I have a separate made, answer, but... I would go to someone. Mm-hmm. I would go to authorities. Yeah. And I would say something happened here with the thought... That I would not be putting my five-year-old kid in danger because it's a five-year-old. Because it would just child. be like, right. if anything, like man's because there's an accident. At all just that. an accident, yeah. My answer would be probably fearing even something like that. You would cover it up. Completely. I w- I wouldn't know. I wouldn't cover it. Up. I would take the blame of like I accidentally knocked wow. her down the stairs. Oh my god! Like bro. it was my. You have no reason death. to. Though. Right. You have no reason to, to protect do that. my daughter. Okay, but to protect but your you daughter, can... you're gonna go to jail and or face a death sentence. 
You can I protect. Mean, it, it would be I think you can. It would be like manslaughter. In oh, so situation. you're saying you accidentally pushed Pepe? Yeah, down the I think you pushed can... her, but like she knocked down the stairs from it. I would find some way to say that like it was not to take blame off of my daughter, uh-huh. but still report to the authorities because her family deserves yes, closure. Yes. See that to me, the biggest. I would take on being that right. To, like, the biggest logical fallacy that I feel like uh, that they had in their thinking was like they were doing everything to protect their five year old daughter. And they did not give any consideration to the mother and the the sister of Petra who will then forever be scarred by their dead missing. Like that, that, that I, I, I get the, the intense, uh, fear and, and, and worry for what's going to happen. And and obviously that's just bad moral luck. Like no one should ever be faced with that. And oh god, God you could you could argue that moral quandary for like centuries. My argument is kid kids are sponges. Yeah, kids are way smarter. And for Maggie not to even remember remember any of it, you'd be like, hey hey cops, uh, this happened. And she'd be like, my daughter doesn't know anything about it. And they, they would still talk to her. Yeah. Because so, she had a cut on her you face. Gotta, you gotta, there would be a way around tell it. But you gotta tell him. No, I'm saying I would tell him. Brett, I, I can't believe you hide the body under I'm saying I would tell them, but not tell them it was my daughter. Brett, I can't believe you would then go and kill the other two members of <laughs> Oh my family. god, to keep them quiet. <laughs> we have plenty of space in the floorboard. That's true. <laughs> so much space in the floorboards. Why stop there? Why stop with one? It's just, oh, it's just man. Fill, yeah. those, fill those floorboards. We can get a new caretaker. Interesting take, Brett. Oh, yeah. Just blame it on Dane, honestly. He's <laughs> blame like, it he on Dane. Let Dane take the fall. He, he would, would fall have right into it. He was already in jail. Kill more people. Blame Dane. Um, get rich off the books that you're going to write. Full circle, baby. Nah, I get it, dude. Good book. I have no more thoughts. Um, No, Anything but else? I do uh, uh, have a quick shout out. So... Annabelle Fowler uh, had commented on our Instagram that she read it and loved the book. So hey. uh, thanks, Annabelle uh, Thank Fowler, you. for reading. And uh, and we hope you listened and hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, and then also we got a question that is not book-related but is Halloween-related. So we have to do it in this episode um, before we get to the office. we will show. never speak of it until next Halloween. Until next Halloween. Until next October. Uh, but another on Instagram, uh, Ashley wrote to us and said, uh, not about the book, but... If money was not a factor, Ooh. what would your dream Halloween costume be? Oh, my God. That's a great question. That's a great question, That's right? That's a great question. I should so, have given us more time um, to prepare. So I actually Ooh. have an answer for that. Okay. Because okay. it's a Halloween costume I've wanted to do for like two years now. Yeah. And it's you could do a budget one easily. Paladin Stormblast, full armor. Full shard sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full shard blade. Real shard blade. Yeah. yeah. Well, Research the technology. Yeah. You could do a budget version of this costume pretty easily, but I would love to go all out and do a Crowley costume uh, for good moments. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Full, oh, that's full, full leather yeah. jacket, though. Like okay. dyed red yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car. Uh-huh. <laughs> the car as a set piece. Just like... Because, like, there's a lot buy going on with yeah. this outfit. That, that's where you spend the money is you uh-huh. buy the car. I would go Buy a bunch out. of plants that you can yell at. Yeah, exactly. That's probably a really lame one. Sorry, we, that's yeah, I don't know. You said, you said good omens, right? Did we say that's... Yes, yeah, okay, okay, pay, okay. pay Martin Sheen to, <laughs> to, to, to walk around the side here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she, she said specifically if money was not a factor. Yeah. So yeah. I feel I'm like sure I'm you a, could pay him enough to, for him to I do that. I feel like I have a Crowley physique and I would... You That'd be incredible. You should do budget Crowley. I wanted to, but Nicole didn't want to be oh, a zero fail. That'd be Aww. so good. Next year. <laughs> Next year. You'll, well, you have time to convince her. Yeah. It'd be cool to buy like a full like 
Iron Man suit or something like that, or That's be nice. like yeah. dress up as like Hellboy or something like that, or like <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of one that had, maybe like oh okay wait buying a full and like paying actors to be a team with you wow the Power Rangers wow mm. be like buy so a instead, full instead realistic of like just friends you want to pay. <laughs> You're going to pay well, the actual actor who played I'm not, Tommy. I'm not forcing you guys to do that, but that was kind of my thinking is like buy the pay the real actors to come do their, if, their poses. If, poses. if money's not a factor, you want a Megazord is what I'm hearing. I was also just about to say that. Yeah. You can have your own Megazord. Um, that would be factor. cool. Or for some reason, I just I was like, I liked the Backstreet Boys growing up. Oh, yeah. Had the Millennium album. <laughs> come as the Backstreet Boys from... They're Halloween, the Halloween backstreet things that are very doable. Like, I want to see you just do these costumes. But come yeah. in the music video costumes from um, Backstreet's video. Back. Yep. I believe that's the song. I think so. Um, sure I've, show, I've shown all of my friends this music video where they all dress up as different monsters. Pay the real Backstreet Boys to come with uh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're looking for money and yeah. work. <laughs> um, no, no offense to the Backstreet Boys. I'm sure they're doing great, <laughs> but um, no money's no no issue. Money so is no that would be issue. another one right there. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. I think if if money was no issue, I would want a like full on just replica suit of the Mandalorian. Just like that would be a cool thing to have as like a prop piece, anyways. and like a hovering baby Yoda, Ho- hovering baby Yoda. Yeah, the the cool. whole thing. Um, pay Pedro Pascal to be at your. Just be a, just, yeah, also, yeah, just have Pedro there uh, for fun. Um, <laughs> Not in costume. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Or or that old man who says, I want to see the baby. Do you yeah. know that audio clip? Yeah. 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 Yes. That, well, that's my dream costume. <laughs> the, the old Do you mean like a brown blanket over you? <laughs> empire man who says, I want to see the baby. The bad scientist guy. Or if not, um, if not Mandalorian, I would say a full like Breath of the Wild like exact replica Link costume. That Ooh, would be pretty fun, right? That's a good one. That would be yeah. a very good one. That's a very good one. Yeah, Wait, did I say again, I'm in Zelda. Also, <laughs> I was about to say also, you guys should just do that. Yeah, I feel like I you know see all this stuff is just money dependent though. If I had the money, you know I would be doing these you things. You do a budget one. No, that, that's yeah, not the, the, the point of the question was if money is not a factor and that is a factor in every Halloween decision that we make. Very true. I just made one where I'm going to try and return the item that I purchased to wear with my costume the day <laughs> oh after I wear gosh. it. Nice. You can't say like, that. You're, oh, you're going to get arrested now. Just kidding. None of, none of our audience are narcs. Is it, unless Jeff Bezos is our in our audience. Is our narc? Yeah, Jeff Bezos, classic narc. But ever, everyone, like else, everyone who listens to this audience, er, er, everyone, this audience, everyone who listens to this podcast, they're the the best people in the world. Yeah, uh, they're just the most wonderful. Yeah, they, they, would, uh, they would never. And and this question, thank you, Ashley. Uh, everyone else, tell us what you're gonna be for Halloween. Yeah. Email us. Uh, send us. You know, we already said that at the, the top yeah. of the podcast. But uh, send us pics. We tell us know. about it. We'll we'll post some uh, some bookends with friends uh, pics. From we, our one Halloween of us party. really should have been Will Turner. Uh, next year. Next year. <laughs> well, like we should all just be. All, dang it! All, all just be, be our Turner. different variations of Will Turner. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is, I'm sorry. We're sorry, Kate. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. So shout shout out. Send us your uh, send us your Halloween send us your stuff costume. Before we close up, before we bookmark it, I have an author's note. Yes. Um, really quick one. 
So Riley Sager, also known as Alan Finn, also known as Todd Todd Ritter. Yeah. Because he has two fake names. A, Todd, just a handful of non-diplumes. <laughs> Todd Ritter is his real name. Riley Sager is... Um, Pseudonym. The name, yep. Um, so he has a new book coming out, 2022. And if you're a Disturbia fan... <gasps> okay. Featuring I am. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Which, by the way, we have not talked about Shia LaBeouf in so oh, long wow. on this podcast. Dang, you know, remember we used to do that? It's because we men in black memory wipe you. <laughs> yeah. you know, I will say, I will say I'm glad you miss that it a little bit. No, I don't I certainly don't, but I wonder if there's anyone who's currently listening to this episode that also <laughs> re- has listened to episodes like one through three where we mention Shia LaBeouf. Every time. Um, um so if you're a big fan of Disturbia featuring Shia LaBeouf, yeah. get ready for Todd Ritter, Raleigh Sager's new book, The House Across the Lake. Which is about okay? He witnesses something. Basically, our main character. He's creeping. He's widowed, creeping on his neighbor. Recently okay. widowed, moves. Tell me a creepier location to a lake house in Vermont. Yeah, that's terrifying. That's pretty lake house in Vermont. She has a pair of binoculars, oh. and to oh, pass the God. time, she watches the house across the lake. I'm imagining the scene where she looks in her binoculars, and the person across the lake who's the killer is looking just, back just in like her binoculars. Creepy. Yes, um, maybe. So she's. Ooh. I just uh, I spoiled your ending, Riley. Sorry. Um, she watches the house across the lake, which features Tom and Catherine Royce are her neighbors across the lake, oh, and she becomes so lovely. She They're becomes so friends with Catherine Royce, okay. and Aww. then while watching across the lake, Catherine is gone. <gasps> Catherine goes missing. Oh no! Wonder what happened to Catherine. We'll find, we'll find out in 2022. We'll find out in 2022. Guys, you're blowing it. She just fell down the stairs. It was a total accident. <laughs> Move on. Maggie pushed her. <laughs> Dang it, Maggie. Damn, Maggie. Thank you. Uh, these thank you, Riley, for this uh, this book. This wonderful, really cool wonderful book. book. And also, um, well, his his earlier book was Lock All Doors. Yes. Yeah, he's he's got a handful of of horror. And he has an, he has one that came out this year as well. Uh, survive, uh, survive the night before yeah. dark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was last year. I think we can bookmark it there. I don't have anything else. Um, no, we will. Uh, we'll figure out our book for next month and mm. and be posting that soon. Uh, just thank you again for listening to the podcast. Um, if you are, um, and if you're not, then how are you hearing this? My God, <laughs> that's amazing. Whoa. Um, uh, but really, if if you if you do listen, if you support, uh, reach out. Uh, we we love to hear from you. Be a part of the discussions. Tell your friends if you can. Tell your loved ones, or if you uh, if if you don't think they'll be into it, just go to their phones and hit the download button, so we get more listenership, and yeah. that would just help us out a lot. That works. That's um, what I do to everybody. That yeah, I know. yeah. We're we're not above you just going around and you know stealing people's phones and, put, and downloading yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Pad the numbers just, a little bit. Just sneak out of the armoire at night, grab their phones, <laughs> download our episodes. Hey, you're gonna have to burn all of your ar- all of the armoires that you know. Like, you, uh, use all of them. Use, use them all. This is a fire sale. We need to we need to bump these numbers. We need to bump our numbers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I uh, know that's that's it. Uh, thank you uh, as always to Jacob Robinson for the uh, wonderful uh, theme song for our show. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, it's great, and thank you to Maddie Moon for the lovely uh, cover art for our show. Thank you, Maddie. Um, and happy Halloween. And remember, the real friends were the ones that climbed out of your armoire and stared at you at night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>